You're live. You're live. You're live. No one with no, no Darryl, one likes the tune up podcast. Daryl, <laughs> you're live. <laughs> I'm alive. I almost wasn't alive. No. After watching this movie again. No, no, no. All right, all right. We've got to set the tone right. What are we on mm-hmm. now? Cycle 20. Cycle 20. Cycle 20. 20 the, fi- the final road to Fast 9. That's the m- subtitle of this cycle. <laughs> the final one last drive to Fast 9. Yeah. No <laughs> no fucking joke here, okay? Uh-huh. I literally, in my subconscious state, mm-hmm. during sleep this week, mm-hmm. I literally dreamt that it was a dream. It was also sort of a nightmare mm-hmm. that... Fast 9 had already come out and that I was going to be able to watch it this week. The yeah, the moment was quickly fleeting because when um I thought about it again, I had sort of like an internal realization that it wasn't Fast 9. In fact, it was Hobbs and Shaw 2. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Daryl, I take it. I take it. I take it. Right? Right? <laughs> I will take anything. Shove it yeah. into my eyes, dude. I will take yeah. anything at this point. More I'm ready. Different content than the same fucking nine movies we've been <laughs> watching for two years. Um, yeah, we watched Fast One. This is No One Likes to Tune Podcast, as Daryl was trying to explain before. <laughs> my name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. We watched The Fast and The Furious this week for the 20th time. Hell yeah. Big 20, bro. How does it feel? Should we get a cake? Yeah, I had... There's something about the final road to Fast 9 here. I'm all uh, about it. Really? Okay? Oh my god, I had an amazing watch for today. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. Congratulations. Is that even possible? Is it even possible to watch a movie twenty times? It. I don't know how you're doing it. I, yeah, I, I don't mean, know how you're doing it. <laughs> I watched this, this is movie the, this morning, and this is the best movie in the series. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Whoa! Because that's a change in theme for us. Because nineteen, I feel like cycle nineteen was all about four, was all about mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. And this one is about, like you're saying, setting the tone, laying down the gauntlet right now. Cycle 20 is all about The Fast and the Furious, the OG, the original, ready to go. It's perfect. All other movies, every (laughs) every one in the sequence here tries to hark back. Somebody in the writer's room is like, you know what? We need something here to call back to original movie here. And this is the prototype. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think... Um, I I mean, honestly, watching this movie this morning, Daryl, because we didn't have yeah. an in-betweener. We went straight from Hobbs and Shaw to this movie. Mm-hmm. I was literally like... I, I, like, I was like, I'm not going to make it through this cycle. Like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it through this cycle. It was mm-hmm. so... It was so bad. The 
shipping docks show up, and then, like, cars, they do the robbery with the jet ski helmets on, (laughs) fucking Mm -hmm. harpoons and shit, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, well, this movie's almost over, right? And it's like, I look at the clock, it's like, five minutes? (laughs) It's only been five minutes? Kill them. They're all not gonna make uh, this movie might be the if this movie is the best in the series in this cycle in cycle twenty, the final road to Fast Nine or whatever we're calling it. Mm-hmm. If this is the best of the cycle is going to be for me, I'm in serious serious <laughs> trouble. You're you're running on full empty gas tank, four flat tires, <laughs> transmission issues, smog tech like failed months ago, easily. Like <laughs> empty man. Yeah. yeah, you've got no more windshield wiper fluid. You're toast. Nothing. You should you're really not on the road right now. I got nothing in the tank. Only the dream of one day going to the movie theater, seeing Fast Fast Nine in the movie theater. Having the experience, reviewing it with you, and then knowing I don't have to watch another Fast and Furious movie for two weeks after that, mm-hmm. or three weeks really, is gonna be, oh, it's gonna be so good. That's my dream, man. Um, have you ever sat in a Sparco racing seat? I have not actually. Yeah, me neither. I was thinking about it today. I should. We we should we should definitely like try to do it. It looks uncomfortable. <laughs> it I mean, uncomfortable. racing seats—they're not designed for comfort. Mm-mm. 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 And here's the thing: you're in um, L.A., right? Let's say you're a street racer in L.A. Mm-hmm. You have a an amazing machine. <laughs> As Lance the Pants would call it. And, uh, you know, you you got a nice life. You got things going on. And uh, your buddy, he's coming in from the East Coast. But guess what? He booked a flight to San Diego. Because it was cheaper. And he Mm -hmm. texts you, hey, can you, I know it's a big ass, can you pick me up at the airport? Now you got to get in your Sparco bucket ass racing seat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you have what I'm trying to say is you have it all the time and so when you gotta make a two and a half hour drive down to San Diego from LA you're that's two and a half hours of like back searing Sparco bucket seat to drive mm-hmm. in and then all, you gotta drive it on the way back and your buddy who you picked up from the airport is in the car with you on the way back going like why the fuck did you put these seats in this thing this is crazy, mm-hmm. you know? That's assuming, and that's, I think the assumption is correct, that real street, real street racers daily drive their cars. Yeah. I mean, right. don't they? It doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count if you are a street racer and you, like, have one car for racing and, like, a Toyota Corolla Mm-mm. that you drive around to do errands, right? Yeah. If you're a street racer, you drive that, like... You drive your Skyline, like, you drive your Supra, you drive your whatever, like, 240 with a illegal mod. Yeah. Like, that's your full-time car. That's what makes you a street racer. If they didn't do that, I wouldn't see the modded-out 
Japanese imports in Auckland in traffic at 5:30 p.m. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't. I would. That wouldn't be the case if they didn't daily drive them, but they mm-hmm. do because I see them everywhere. Hell yeah! Yeah, definitely, dude. Um, yeah, I just think it's uncomfortable. I mean, what is the competitive advantage of a racing seat? Um, it's supposed to be lighter, right? It's supposed to hug you oh, in boy. the into the driver cockpit, mm-hmm. such that when you're taking turns at high G's, oh, you're like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your your uh, yeah your pedal, yeah your the throttle mm-hmm. response and your uh, steering capability are not compromised by your weak little human body getting thrown around the cabin mm-hmm. of the vehicle. Okay, and then what? I guess it they also like have racing has this seat harness yeah, yeah, yeah. on it, yeah. right? That's part of the the seat itself. All right. I mean, that's fair. Just wish it didn't look so dork-ass and uncomfortable. <laughs> you ever see those, like, computer chairs with the racing seat uh-huh. bucket on them? Yeah, and the Dolby Digital uh, <laughs> eight eight point one surround sound built into them. Listen, man, I'm sure it's great for, like, gaming, but, like... If you rock, if you're rocking one of those chairs, like I can't take you seriously. I can't take you seriously at mm-hmm. all, man. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I just can't. I just like get a chair. Just get, get, a, get normal a normal life. chair. Get a get normal, normal chair. chair. Get up and walk That's around. Like, you know, also. Like, even get like a serious office chair, like an Aeron. You know. Flex mm-hmm. back. Yeah, I, yeah. You can adjust your arms, right, left, forward, backward, ad nauseum here. But the moment you sit yourself down in a dedicated gaming chair, mm-hmm. you exist in a different part of yeah. society. That for sure, for sure. <laughs> I can't deal with that. I can't deal. Maybe if you're 13, mm-hmm. and you're like. All my friends got gaming chairs, Mom. I got <laughs> please, please, oh. Mom. You, they be make they they ridicule me every single day at school. Yeah, because I don't have a gaming chair. Mm-hmm. But like once, we gonna have like a little date over to your house. You gonna mm-hmm. invite your little girlfriend over to your house, and she's gonna come in your room and be like, uh... "Whoa!" Be like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's a nice chair." You've got some serious taste, my friend. <laughs> I've never seen this before, and I have to say I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So you had a good watch through. Tell me what was so good about it. Tell me why this movie is the best in the series. All right. So I was trying to think about what makes Brian O'Connor slash Brian Earl Spillner special yeah right and what is that quality about him that dominic toretto admires and one of the things that i was paying attention to in this movie was the um the the type of situations he sort of placed himself himself in which where he is like really set up to lose right it starts at the beginning of the movie where he shows up to a not only so he starts by or in the sandwich at Toretto's diner, yeah. where 
you know, he's not wanted there. He gets literally kicked. He gets kicked out of there and told not to come back. Mm -hmm. And yet he shows up, let's call it the next night or the same night at Dominic Toretto's street racing event. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a ballsy move. You know, that takes more than a normal amount of like boldness to even consider going out and doing right. Yeah, so, if I'm Brian, and I get told to like get out of here and never come back from the tuna shop or the Toretto's <laughs> grocery store, I'm, I'm never going back, back to the office and being like, "Well, that didn't work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, we gotta come up with a different plan because that's not really." Anyway, so <laughs> exactly. Oh, I that's exactly the sort of direction I'm going with it. So he does that. He races. He still kind of like makes a fool of himself, yeah. but somehow is continuing to show off his uh, the quality of his character. Right. Yeah. Uh, later on, right at the barbecue, um, he is the bus doesn't Vince storms off because the bus is here. Right and. Imagine yourself in that situation where you're showing up to barbecue with some local street racers and you've just now become friends, but you sit in this tension between yourself and old dog Vince. Old dog. And you not only, you don't even do that just for like a couple minutes during the meal. You actually stay there the whole time until nighttime. When they do the dishes, you have that moment with Mia. Like that's an entire afternoon, afternoon of like to evening, yeah. Of you're not welcome here, right? And that takes a certain kind of person to be able to like be in that situation. Are you and that kind of person? I'm definitely not. Yeah, me like either. the moment I'm just like, <laughs> you don't want me here. Like I'm, I've been gone. All right. <laughs> like I was never, I was See, never I'm here. Not like, even I, that cool. I'm like, because you're doing it in a cool way. It's like, whatever, dog. I don't need this. I'm Thank out. God. I'm skipping. Thank God. But me, I like as soon as like Vince comes up and is like angry, I'm here. I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa I can. Whoa, I'm, yeah. I, I don't. Not be I don't here. even like barbecue. That's I don't even hey, like listen, barbecue. You guys enjoy it? No, <laughs> enjoy your chicken. I'm like, have a great day. I'll see. Hey, call me if you want to hang. Call yeah. me. Whatever. Cool. Whatever. Cool. cool. Whatever. Great. Yeah. That would be my MO, I think. But he's just right. like, eh, whatever. It's whatever, but he's like strategic about it, right? Yeah. Not only is he presenting himself as like, hey, I'm like, I want to be a street racer. Like, I want to get to know Dom. I want to get to know Mia. Like, I'm trying to do all these steps here. But he's also literally at the same time of just like managing normal social tension mm-hmm. is also infiltrating them as an FBI agent. Right. Right, yeah. Which is difficult. Or L.A. police. He's not in the FBI. LAPD. Yeah, LAPD. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot going on. There's no doubt. And, like, I think he kind of handles the pressure pretty well. And Mm -hmm. and you're right. I think that that's one of the things Toretto is sort of attracted to in him is, like, how cool he is under pressure. He even says that. In the shrimp, the insane shrimp eating scene, that is one of the best scenes in the whole picture. (laughs) He says, "I have, don't lose your cool, O'Connor. It's your meal ticket." Mm -hmm. You know, he says he's like puke. I have to say, 
every single time I watch that scene, I just have the craving. I absolutely <laughs> must have fried shrimp immediately. Immediately. Like, without fail, 20 times in a row after watching that scene, I'm just like, oh. <sighs> I just okay. snack now I just want some fucking shrimp, dude. I had this similar thing yesterday, just thinking about watching this movie, because I watched it this morning. I woke mm-hmm. up yesterday, it's, you know, my weekend started, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to watch a fucking movie this weekend. And I thought about the Fast and Furious, and I thought about the tuna sandwich, and I was like, Damn, tuna sandwich sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> Just thinking ahead to it made me want a tuna sandwich. So I made myself a nice little tuna melt for uh, lunch mm-hmm. yesterday. It was delicious. Absolutely Beautiful. delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, what else do I have here? I um, what do you think about um, the kind of like duality here of... Brian having car trouble during his first drag race against Dom and Dom having car trouble during his final race with Brian. Does he have car trouble or does he he get hit by a vehicle? (laughs) So during the race, right, he starts up, he hits the, uh, he goes on two wheels, he's going and let's call it. Three seconds into his uh, 10 second quarter mile here, they actively show him like they like zoom into his engine, something kind of explodes, and they show him like in a brief state of panic. Yeah. Where he actively decides to push into a higher gear and just like power through it. And from there, there's like crazy exhaust coming out of the back of his car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's I mean, something here enough. about, yeah. Uh, do we think there's like a parallel there, like thematically? And what does the car falling apart at the seams mean? And I mean, I never really thought about that because they seem to be presented by the movie in two, two different like textual, con- you know, like reasons, right? Like in two different contexts. The first one, Brian's car trouble seems to make him look like a buster. Right, <laughs> like mm-hmm. he, he can—he's just like throwing cash at this thing to try to like skip all the hard work of growing up and like forming a bond with the car, like Ludacris would say, you know, and like, um, and and like the hard work and love—he's like s- skipping the line basically mm-hmm. into the and 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 the car falling apart seems to be saying like, oh, well, there's pitfalls to that when you don't really know what you're doing and you're just throwing cash at this thing that like you end up sort of busterizing your car. Your car. Busterizing. <laughs> you know? You just go, busterize. <laughs> and uh, the second one's, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a twin scene to me. I mean, maybe, mm-hmm. but like, the second one feels like Vin's whole world is falling apart at the seams. And thus his car is like a physical manifestation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's, I think it's more... Maybe it's just 
part of like a broader contextual thematic thing where it's like car as reflection of driver. Right? Like whatever the That's car That's where I was is. going yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the rider, not the ride. Okay. Mm. And that the driving itself and the person who's who's operating the vehicle and the reason why they're racing always shines through because the vehicle is there, it's shiny, it's bright, it looks great. Uh, like that's sort of the object, but street racing is all about the driver. Yeah. And in yeah, in Brian's case, like yeah, it does present him as a bust up, but he pushes through it because he has goals and sort of motives outside of the street race. Whether that's to get ahead in his career, to prove himself in all these other ways, to to garner the respect of yeah. this community that he's trying to break into. But for Dom, right, pushing through the mechanical issue in his vehicle, which is, you know, he's already established himself as this street racer, criminal, like, family guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's pushing through it because... He has to, and like that's there's something really like core and foundational about kind of the reason why Dom pushes through in that final race because really yeah. they don't have to race. They're, there's no reason no. why they're racing at well, the end of the Well, that's one of the anyway. actually great things about the final scene, right? Mm-hmm. Is it's like these two guys who've obviously like been through all this shit together at this point. First as, like, you know, kind of semi-rivals, and then as friends, and then there's a betrayal, and they're on opposite sides of the law, and they're angry, and their life is falling apart, and their jobs are falling apart, and their their friend got hurt. Like, there's just a catastrophe swirling around them. And yet when they... And they just killed a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet when they roll up to this line... And they see this road where Vin used to race, and it's straight, and it's about a quarter mile. They're both like, let's race. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so in them. It's so part of them. It's so much, like, what they, you know, what they need to do to face each other. I, I think the weird thing about this movie is it sort of, like, flips the reality because the whole movie and thematically going forward as we're talking about is like the rider the bride is a reflection of the rider the driver matters not the car we see this again and again we see it in too fast we see it in in you know the later movies of like it's all about the driver the cuban scene in fucking fate of the furious hate mhm doesn't matter what your car is if you got the right driver you know they'll win I don't, is that, you know what I mean? Like, is that, like, really? <laughs> like, I just feel like that's not really true. Mm-hmm. Right? The movie needs that to be true to make these characters, like, and their arcs coherent and for make to make the movie, like, thematically work together. But in reality, like, if I got a $10,000 souped up modded you know whatever versus some guy's 15 year old junker mm-hmm. i'm probably gonna win even if that guy's I'm the great win. if we're just going straight <laughs> i'm gonna smoke him 
I'm going to smoke them. I'm going <laughs> to smoke them, dude. You know? Uh, so, I do feel like they sort of bend the reality of this thing in that, mm-hmm. like, actually, it's so weird that, like, the cars in this franchise matter so much, but also, like, don't really matter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. You want to talk about a couple of things that matter to us, or you got more points about this movie? <laughs> I got one more. Mm. I got one more big point mm-hmm. here. So, um, there's uh, more than one reference to the two time, right? So, um, so when they're walking back, uh, the Mitsubishi Eclipse has gotten blown up. They're walking back to thirteen twenty seven. Yeah. Hey, what happened with Tran? And this is this is sort of the initiation where. Um, Brian O'Connor is starting to get to know Dom, but also sort of collect evidence yeah, for about the, world. the case against yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, hey, yeah, it's a long story. And he goes, it's a long walk. I got time. Yeah. He uses this and he refers to sort of like having time, right? Mm-hmm. Which is almost in contrast to like, I live my quarter, I live my life it's a quarter mile. almost at in contrast. That, time. that is it. Is the contrast. That yeah. is a very sentient, good movie point you just made. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So it comes So it comes back in a, a few different times. So when he's at Cha-Cha-Cha with Mia, he goes, so how did the gang come about? She goes, oh, mm-hmm. it's a really long story. He goes... Well, first she says it's not a gang, it's a team. <laughs> it's a, well, <laughs> is, okay, it's, okay, it's a team. Yeah, yeah whatever okay. you want to call it. <laughs> he goes, hey, I got time. Yeah. Right? So he's got time for that. Yeah. And did you know that there was an alternate ending to this movie? Whoa. <laughs> Have you seen it? I, wa- I watched it today. I didn't know. So there's an alternate ending, which resumes, I found on YouTube, I was looking up, um, I was looking up something about the ending to this movie, and it like came up like alternate ending, I was like, all right, let's see what's going on with this, and I watched it, and here are the spark notes to it. So Uh after the street race, keys are exchanged, Dom drives off, we understand that, right, there is an end scene, which we watch once in a while, Uh where Dom takes a, a SS and he drives it into Mexico. So we, we've seen that before as an end credit yeah, scene. Yeah, but end credits. there's an alternate ending there, which is supposed to kind of take place right after that, where Agent Tanner drives in a cop car with uh-huh. uh, Brian O'Connor to and drops him off at 1327, where he walks up the driveway and he sees Mia, who is packing up a bunch of boxes, and that's kind of it. They have a conversation where she goes, what are you doing here? He goes, hey, I want a second chance. And she goes, what did she say? It's like, it's not going to be easy. And he goes, I got time. Oh. Daryl, you've illuminated something <laughs> that after watching this for 20 times, I've never really put together, which is amazing. This is why I love doing this podcast with you. <laughs> I mean, it's really kind of nice screenwriting of just like hitting those beats and but and like hitting those and those beats are a part of character, right? Like it speaks to his like his cool, right? He's calm, cool, mm-hmm. and collected, 
And he's got, he makes time for the thing. Like, nothing else in the world matters right now. It's this. Oh, I can slow down for it. Versus, which con- both contrast to Vin, who's sort of a hothead, and it contrasts to Vin's worldview of, like, fast. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, f- fast equals peace. <laughs> you know? So, I think that's amazing. I'd love to watch this extra scene. I should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pull it up on YouTube. It's not, I mean, it's not, you can't find it in HD or anything, and it's only, like, a minute or two. Yeah. But I found it today, and right. it added something. Our listeners should go out there and um, check it out also. Mm-hmm. Mm. My friend, let's talk some shout-outs. <laughs> Let us. Let us shout-out. 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 We have a little segment on this podcast called Shout-outs. These movies have a lot of pride placement in them. Uh, and we decided out of the goodness of our hearts to uh, have some product placement also these are not advertisements these are just uh, people places things services commercial enterprises that we want to give a shout out to or anti shout out to this week Daryl mm-hmm. Wong what do you want to shout out to this week alright before I do my shout out mm-hmm. I have to say you just reminded me mm-hmm. I noticed in the scene where Brian drives the he tows the Supra yep. up to the garage for yep. the first time. They're having that exchange. Guess what kind of drink Dominic Toretto is drinking? Corona? No, it's Ooh. a Red Bull. Oh. <laughs> it's a it's a Red Bull with the label turned like sideways, but like can you? I'm see sorry. It? The I mean, label? you can obviously. You can't. You can obviously tell it's a Red Bull can because mm-hmm. it's silver and it has the blue diagonal thing to it. it was yeah. like, I'm sorry, like this is a Nos Energy show, or yeah, that's wild. movie. Why the hell isn't he carrying a Nos Energy drink? At that, that time? I mean, that's an unbelievable. <laughs> good question. Did they have in 2001 Nos Energy drink? Oh, that's probably why. Maybe it didn't exist yet. I don't think it existed. Um, and it existed, it came out of like this movie. Uh, yes. Like that NOS a becoming a thing in this movie. I'm pr- I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's true. So a Red Bull would make contextual sense there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure they like didn't have clearance, so they had to just like turn the label. <laughs> they turn it, yeah. The turning the label was like normal um, for this type of production, but yeah, yeah. The concept that it was a Red Bull and not a NOS, but I think that makes sense. That in two, NOS in February 2005, the Fuse mm-hmm. Bed Beverage Company launched oh. the beverage. The name NOS was licensed from Holly Performance Products, which manufactures nitrous, nitrous oxide systems. Uh, according to Holly, NOS is the first automotive product to have a consumable food product share its name and logo. Mm-hmm. Fuse was purchased by the Coca-Cola company in February 2007, which transferred the NOS license to Coca-Cola Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. mm-hmm. I like, I like it. Okay. Okay, that explains. Um, to my shout-out, I got a, 
I don't know. I just have a bike-related shout-out this week. Um... We have one listener on Instagram who is all about your bike shoutouts and wants to know <laughs> everything about them. That's the only stuff I buy these days, mm-hmm. okay? So, um, yeah, when it comes to bicycle tires, there's a lot of different options out there. But once in a while, you can treat yourself to the best. Mm-hmm. Use what the pros Spark use. Them. And, yeah, for the, for the low price of, like, 60 bucks a tire... You can purchase the Vittoria Corsa tire. These are masterpiece level tires. They're so beautiful. Is that expensive They're, or inexpensive for a tire? It's it's like it's on the higher side, but it's yeah. not the most expensive yeah, tire. Sure. Like usually it's something under fifty bucks is like normal. Like these retail in like seventy five or eighty bucks, which you don't have to pay full price for. Right. And kind of that sweet in between at 60 bucks a tire, you can ride what the pros ride. And That's great. Oh, my God. I put a set on my bike. I put a set on Jess's bike. I bought an extra set for my other... I got three bikes for at this time, so I got three sets of these tires. <laughs> and this is <laughs> That's different how than, the are. Wheel, than the wheel, than the yes. bike wheel. So you got a bike in the same tire, way, you got a bike wheel. Yeah. Okay. In the same way that Toyo tires... Our tires and your rims are made by whatever. NK. Yeah. (laughs) So it's all about that contact point between Mm -hmm. you and the road. And nice tires are just way nicer than crappy tires. Yeah. So go with the best. It doesn't cost that much and it's entirely worth it. You'll appreciate the investment. Hey, man. Um, uh, What's the brand called again? So it's called Vittoria, and their Vittoria. the model is called Vittoria Corsa. Okay, beautiful. Vittoria Vittorsa. Yeah, get them. Um, and, and 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 are they like bald and smooth? Do they have a little tread on them? What's the? Yeah, that's a it's a road tire. It has a little bit of tread that, but it's just like directional. So it mm-hmm. just has like tread going forward mm-hmm. only. Okay, All that's right. nice. Feel fast on them? Oh, I feel very fast on these. <laughs> Be careful out there. <laughs> so, um, I don't have much. I was going to shout out to this uh, tuna melt. <laughs> 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 because it was, it was really good, you know? Uh-huh. Put a little celery yeah. and pickle relish in the tuna salad. And then I mm-hmm. bought this bread. Or a friend brought a loaf of bread over that was just delicious, and we toasted that up and put a little uh, tuna salad, put a little Havarti cheese on top. I was like, oh, man. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but since I already talked about that, I guess I'll talk about it. I got this Apple credit card. Oh, very nice. Um, and I got the physical card, but it turns out you don't really need the physical like thing, which is weirdly made out of metal. Uh, and... I'm not like I don't want to like shout out these like corporate motherfuckers at like fucking Bear Stearns or whatever it's, it's going through. But here's mm-hmm. the deal. Here's why it's good. You get two percent cash back on everything. So everything I buy, two percent nice. cash back. And then like if I buy an Apple product, sometimes I get six percent cash back. Everything is fucking crazy. Yeah. Goodness. Goodness. Um, but. Uh, the thing that's really, really... I mean, otherwise, it's like a normal-ass fucking credit card, and it's whatever. But the thing that's really great for me is there is no 
international fees whatsoever. Oh, so I don't very get nice. the, if I need to use it here, I just like double click the old iPhone, beep, NFT it, and like get charged at any vendor in Auckland the correct price. I mean, there's no international service fee hmm. whatsoever, which all the Amex cards and MasterCards and shit have. What so. is the typical fee? I don't know if there's a percent. It might be somewhere in like the 1.5% thing. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Which is negligible for a single purchase, but if you live internationally, for example, and all of your purchases yeah, are international purchases. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I have like a New Zealand bank account and a New Zealand debit card, which I get, but if I mm-hmm. want to put something on credit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to watch out a little bit because some actual event, there are some stores, like the computer store I go to, they're like, we charge you 2.5% extra if you use a credit card. Hmm. We're not in. Any credit card? Any credit card. We're like, we're not doing it. We don't like it. We're charging you an extra 2.5%. That would not fly here. Yeah, it's like, yo, if I'm buying electronics, like most people, 98% of people are putting that on credit. Credit cards are much less prevalent here. Most hmm. people just use a debit card, which they insanely call an FPOS. <laughs> what? Yeah. F, FPOS? It's Is that the an most abbreviation garbled or word I've ever heard. It's E-F-T-P-O-S. FPOS. Oh. FPOS. Yeah. That's highly unusual. Yeah, I don't know where it comes from, but that's what they call it. You got FPOS? 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 Is that Electronic Funds Transfer Point of Sale? FPOS? That is 110. (laughs) You just nailed it, dude. You just, that was incredible. Yo, that's what that that's what that business school will do for you, okay? You can oh you can decipher God. a couple <laughs> I took I've an e commerce class in years, college. And I've seen that word almost every day. And I never put that I never put that together. I mm-hmm, never put that mm-hmm. together. Electronic funds transfer point of sale. Something like that. That sounds right. Holy shit. <laughs> You I see just Santa Cruz. It. You are 100% correct. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Okay. University of Santa Cruz. Business right. management hey, economics over here. Shout part out. of the core curriculum. Shout out. Did you talk about FPOS when when you were in business? No. No, you just... It's Not like, at all. Yeah. You just, just took an inference. Makes sense to me. Yeah, makes sense. Too. All right, well... Um, we're going to watch Too Fast, Too Furious next week, so stay tuned for that. Um, you can tell us what you think about FPOS <laughs> at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T. I was going to do the thing where it's like, if you know what FPOS means, fucking reach out to us. But you already you stole the thunder on that. Um, Excellent. Uh, yeah, reach out to us at Nolt Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram. No one likes to tune a podcast. 
Uh, we are we have a Gmail account. No one likes to tune in podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, any of your local radio stations. Uh, and I got nothing. Oh, it's Patreon. Uh, please throw us a buck. It'll be fucking great. It'll be fucking great. It'll be fucking great. Let me tell you. We're not going to do Riddick this month, May. But next month, we will do it June. I'll have a lot more time. Because I'll be off this show. Game for that. So stay tuned for that. Check out the Patreon. we got a bunch of back episodes. We talk about Resident Evil movies. First two Riddick movies. Um, there's a lot of in-betweener cycles that go up. Or, or just give us a you know, shout. Say hey. Anyway, that's life uh, in the big leagues. So, <laughs> Daryl, you have a great week, my friend. Thank you, Nick. We'll see you next week on the final road to Fast 9.